Hi guys, welcome back to the Soy Food Podcast, a safe space where we talk about God, the Bible, theology and the Christian life in general. I'm your host, Noma, and today I will be sharing something very personal that I have experienced for the most part of 2021. Just to encourage anyone out there that's going through the same thing or something similar. So towards the end of every year, I do what I call a spiritual stock take, if you can call it that, whereby I reflect over my spiritual walk for that year. This is something I've been doing for the past couple of years now. And the whole purpose of it is that it helps me examine myself as well as set realistic goals to aid more spiritual growth in the next coming year. So a couple months ago, I was doing my stock take for this year and I couldn't help but ponder on how much I really struggled with feeling spiritually lethargic. For anyone who is not familiar with that term, spiritual lethargy can be defined as a state of indifference with regard to one's own spiritual growth and vitality, or as a loss of passion and zeal in one's spiritual life. That second part essentially is what I've really struggled with for the most part of this year. And for me, I can't really pinpoint how it crept up on me. But I think on the one hand, a lot of it might have been brought on as an after effect of being on lockdown for so long and being isolated from people, especially from other believers. On the other hand, I suspect that all the business of life, especially since the lockdown started here in the UK, also massively contributed to it. So even though some of us have had the flexibility of working from home amid lockdown, it did absolutely nothing to lessen the workload for the most part. So unlike when you physically have to go into the office where you have a designated start and finish time, I feel like working from home blurred those lines for a lot of us. So a lot of the times I found myself struggling with keeping to a certain work pattern. Sometimes I wouldn't log off from work till much later in the night or I would work through lunch to try and meet deadlines, which I would never do if I was in the office. But I think for the most part, because a majority of my den role involved speaking with tons of people from all over the country who had complex legal cases in either employment or social security due to COVID. That took a toll on me. It was physically and emotionally draining being that person to the amount of people who either lost their job because of COVID and being in lockdown or weren't receiving the benefits that they were entitled to. It was just a lot to deal with, to be honest, whilst we were on lockdown as well. So I didn't really have any outlet as such, like I would under normal circumstances. As a result, I found myself being exhausted most days after work, that I had no time or energy to give to my spiritual life. And this went on for months Don't get me wrong, I had the desire, but the busier I got with work, the more I neglected feeding my soul. The longer I neglected, you know, being alone with God, the more spiritually weak and tired I got. So I think on some level, you know, not feeding my soul for that extended period of time affected me negatively, which then manifested in the form of spiritual lethargy. Guys, it was so bad that I'd have days where I wanted to pray, for example. But if I started, 
I would either get distracted while I was praying because I had so much on my mind or it'd be rushed so that I can just start work or I didn't know what to pray or even how to pray. Then making out time to read and study the Bible was another problem. It just felt like the days were getting away from me. I literally had no time and no energy to give to my spiritual walk. And then bang, you look up and it's almost Christmas again. But I can honestly say that I since then started experiencing God, you know, convicting me more strongly and increasing my spiritual appetite and desire to be alone with him after going away for a weekend retreat with my church young adult group, you know, shout out to Citygate. That was easily one of the highlights of 2021 for me. It was just so refreshing being away from your usual nine to five routine and being in God's presence with these people. Our accommodation was great. The food was nice. The company was A1 and the word that was preached was timely. And this is how I know that God spoke to me at that retreat, because I kid you not, guys, before we went, no one knew I was even struggling with spiritual lethargy. How can the theme for the whole weekend be God's presence? And so all the guest speakers we had preached on the importance and need to spend time with God alone and even shared various practical tips on how to do this, which is exactly what I needed to revive my spiritual journey in life. I know these kinds of messages are not for everyone and that's fine because we all have different struggles. So if nothing I've spoken about so far resonates with you and you are a believer, praise God, that's wonderful. Can I please ask that you remember me as well as those of us within the body of Christ that are struggling with this in your prayers because it's a bigger issue in the church than many of us realise. So like the Bible calls us to do, you know, to confess our faults one to another so that we can pray for each other. But for those who can relate with anything or everything I've said up until this point, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And I I don't just mean that in the sense that I know how you feel because I'm going through the exact same thing. No, I mean, you are not alone as in God is right there with you in the midst of your burnout, in the midst of your weariness, in the midst of your tiredness and spiritual lethargy. I can confidently say that to you because God promised to never leave nor forsake us. And that's one of the beauties of being in a relationship with God is that he is not only with you for the good times, but always. It's a forever and a day thing. So take comfort in knowing that. Also, if you know that the Lord is convicting you or has been convicting you for a while now, on the need to spend more time with him privately, I will encourage you not to put it off any longer. Because like I said earlier, the longer I was ignoring those spiritual nudges and convictions, the more spiritually dry I became. You know, because I wasn't feeding my spirit man sufficiently. So there I say, guys, I wasn't getting enough soul food and it was affecting my walk with the Lord. So if you are like me and you are at that point where you are ready to respond to those spiritual nudges and you want to start the process of getting out of that state of spiritual lethargy and get back to that place of intimacy with God, here are some practical tips that I'm currently using, you know, to help me get back to cultivating that habit of being alone with God. First of all, 
if you are that person that's being convicted to spend more time alone with God, it's a good thing and you are in good company. Because as the Bible says in Proverbs 3.12, the Lord corrects everyone he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. More than that, be rest assured and recognize that it is God who is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, according to Philippians 2.13. What this means is that the conviction that we are experiencing is part of the Holy Spirit's sanctification process in us. So with that being said, don't feel like you have to put on a show or force it or fake it or depend on your own self-determination and discipline to help you get back to spending time alone with God. Instead, once you acknowledge that it is God that gives us the desire to spend time with him in the first place, then all we have to do is pray and ask him to give us the grace and power to do it. That's practical tip number one. I feel like it's so important for us to understand that before we start putting together any sort of schedule or plans of when and how we're going to spend more time with God. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm all for implementing practical tips, but when they are not rooted and grounded in biblical truths and spiritual realities, it's so easy for us to fall into thinking we can earn God's love through our performances, which is not true and borderline legalism. Because at the end of the day, our actions and all inactions does not take away from all that Christ has achieved or conferred on us through his person and finished work of redemption. And what I mean by that is God is not going to love me or you more because we spend alone time with him. Neither will he love us less if we don't. God's love for us in Christ is perfect, it's complete and it's eternal. And nothing that we do or don't do can ever change that. So that's why I think it's so foundational that we realise and accept conviction as part of God's workings in our life and let his Holy Spirit lead us on how to make amends in the areas we've defected in our relationship with him. Now, I think having this foundational understanding leads nicely into tip number two, which is be intentional. There's a popular saying that Christianity is not about religion, but relationship. Well, one thing I've learned from my relationships with people, be it family or friends, is that good and healthy relationships don't just happen. It takes effort, time and intentionality to build and maintain productive working relationships. So for me, I'm a quality time person. That's my main love language. And in my friendships, for example, I've noticed that in spite of how busy our lives get, me and my friends are real intentional about making that time to spend with each other face to face, either doing activities we all enjoy or just hanging out and enjoying each other's company. And in between, when we are not with each other physically, we stay in touch by texting, WhatsApping, phone calls, etc. So guys, it's the same thing when it comes to our relationship with God, because like it or not, our relationship with God is the most important relationship we have. And in order for us to grow closer to him, we have to set aside time intentionally to be alone with him through praying as well as reading, studying and meditating on the Bible. Notice I specified prayer and, you know, reading of the word. 
as the main ways to spend alone time with God because prayer is how we communicate with God and the Bible is God's biography. Everything we need to know about God is revealed in scripture. Now, whilst, you know, reading other Christian books are great and can be very insightful, only the Bible aids spiritual growth and wisdom. And the main reasons why I'm stressing being alone with God as the main ways of fighting spiritual lethargy is because the more time you spend alone with God, the more he strengthens and builds you up. Plus, communion with God is what keeps us spiritually alive because that's how our spirit man is fed and nourished. Now, when I say be intentional about setting time aside specifically to be alone with God, please understand that this will look different for all of us, just based on our personalities alone. So, for example, if you are at your best in the morning and wish to start your day with the Lord, so be it. But if you are a night owl and you decide to spend time with the Lord before bed, that's okay too. If your work schedule is so crazy and so busy that you can only make out time during your lunch break, that's great too. Ultimately, there's no one size fits all when it comes to this. It's literally between you and the Lord. At the same time, I want to remind us that when it comes to relationships, you get what you put in. And like my pastor, Pastor Stephen Derbyshire always says, whatever time you give God, he will fill it. Which brings me to the next tip, which is do a stock take of your time. What I mean by that is honestly look at what's taken up most of your time and energy. The same way you would look at your expenses, determine where your money is going to. Do that with your time. I know sometimes when we hear that, we might automatically assume, you know, it must be a sin that's distracting me from spending time alone with God. And that's not necessarily the case. Obviously, for some people, it might be. But for most people, that won't be true. You know, it could be Netflix. For the next person, it could be YouTube. For the other person, it could be their social media handles and the fact that they're just spending too much time on there that they can free up to be alone with God. But one thing we all have to do is be honest with ourselves during this process of self-examination. And if I wasn't clear on this at the beginning of this episode, this spiritual stock take and self-examination is not something you should do on your own. You need to do this with the guidance and help of the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what those things are and give you the courage to take back your time. Listen, if that means you have to say no to certain socials, then so be it. Hey, not everyone can go into Wonderland this year and that's okay. You know, if God is convicting you to use that time and energy you're going to give to going to Winter Wonderland to spend with him, for example, then so be it. You know, recently I lost a temp role that I was in for about two months. And when this first happened, the Lord was dealing with me on how I had further completely neglected being alone with him. And not giving attention to the things he had laid on my heart to do for him because of how busy and demanding that role was. It was literally taking up all my time and energy. And and that was hard for me to hear and accept. But knowing who God is as a truth teller and as a person that cares for me and has my best interest at heart. You know, once that job was gone 
and the Lord revealed to me, you know, this was a, a big distraction in my life. Um, all I had to do was repent and just get on with the things that he had told me to be getting on with all that time anyway. And for some people, it could be that you are neglecting being alone with God because you are involved in too many ministries and activities at your local church. Now, before you crucify me, hear me out on this. A lot of the times, many of us get so caught up with, you know, we need to serve, we need to serve. And absolutely, I agree, we do. But we are not to serve in our local churches or anywhere else to the detriment of our spiritual life. Saints, please understand that our need to be fed by the Lord outweighs our need to serve. You know, how easy is it for us to get caught up in doing the absolute most in church and being involved in so many activities that we completely neglect and miss out on being alone with God? Now, if that is not the epitome of the Martha complex, I don't know what is. So for those listening that may not be conversant with the Bible and don't know who Martha is, she was one of Lazarus's sisters. He had two sisters. The other was named Mary. This was a, a special family because the three siblings were friends with Jesus and he loved them dearly. You know, one day Jesus entered the village to teach and Martha welcomed him into her house. And whilst Jesus was teaching the crowd of people that came to hear him, including Mary, Martha's sister, Martha was busy serving. That's not even the problem. The problem was that Martha, being so busy with serving, then became frustrated and irritated at the fact that her sister Mary was just enjoying being in God's presence, listening to Jesus's teachings. But don't just take my word for it. Let's read that portion of scripture in Luke chapter 10 from verse 38 to 42, which says, Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and the woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Note that, guys. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her. This is Jesus speaking. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So there you have it, guys. You know, according to the Bible and to Jesus himself, hey, sometimes our serving can be more of a distraction than it really is a service unto him. So this is not a call to stop anyone from serving God within their local church because I serve at my local church, but I do it in accordance to how the Lord leads me and where he leads me to serve. He is fully involved in that decision-making process because he tells me which ministry to serve on, how long to serve for, and if or when to leave. And if that is not the same for you, as in if the Lord is not fully involved in that decision-making process for you, it's so easy to find yourself doing everything and anything and neglecting what really matters. And that's where I'm currently recovering from because it was my job for me. And it took me losing that job to realise it. 
guys, the reason why I'm sharing this particular point is because I really want to encourage you to be open to receive whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you to let go of that's become a distraction so you can focus on what truly matters and that's being in God's presence. That's being at the Lord's feet like our sister Mary discovered. And speaking of serving, we really need to examine our hearts and motives when it comes to this area. You know, what would you say if I told you that if you never served another day in your life within your local church, for example, God would not love you any more or less than he already does? If that statement made you itch, then sis or bro, you might have a Martha complex on your hand whereby you think on some level you are accepted because of how much you serve. When the Bible makes it clear that in Christ, we have been approved and accepted by God because of what Christ did on our behalf and not because of anything that we did. But ultimately, I say all that to say, you know, being involved in all the activities going on in your local church and, you know, actively serving on every and any ministry that's available in your church when you are running on empty from neglecting spending time alone with God will leave you feeling spiritually lethargic and burnt out if it hasn't already. The fourth practical tip I would like to share with you guys is plan to pray. Like I mentioned earlier, I've struggled with being persistent in prayer this year and not in the corporate sense again, but more so privately. It's either I'm waking up literally five minutes to pray before I start work or I start to pray and get distracted because I'm thinking about work or I don't finish or I have no energy to pray at all because work is that intense. But I found that planning what to pray and when to pray helps me do it. Now, this is something I borrowed from the Ask Pastor John podcast episode on this which has been so helpful to me because it's like the common saying goes, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So I've literally got a prayer plan that I wrote down, which I've been using to pray, you know, with different prayer points under different subheadings. And I encourage you to do the same. Again, please know that this might feel mechanical at first, but it provides a structure for me to follow. And it's helping me get into that habit of talking with God every day. But most importantly, listening to what he has to say in response. Because prayer, I found, is more about being with God than it is about getting something from God. Prayer is one of the spiritual tools that God has given us. And the benefits of this spiritual discipline cannot be overemphasized. So apart from being a medium of communication with God, Prayer is also the antidote for anxiety, like it says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, what these verses are basically saying is that when we feel anxious, We can exchange our anxieties for God's peace through prayer. So plan to pray because you're more likely to do something when you plan for it. But don't take this to mean that if you don't pray at a particular time that you set aside to pray, that's it. You you can't pray anymore for the rest of that day. No, that's not true. 
which only just reminds me of yet another benefit that Christ has conferred on us, which is that we have unlimited access to God's presence. We can literally go into God's presence through prayer at any time and about anything, even if it's not written down on your quote unquote prayer plan. My fifth tip on fighting spiritual lethargy is taken from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, which says, not neglecting our meeting together as the body of Christ, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. For me, I can't say whether or not my spiritually lethargic state was worsened by the fact that for a long period of time, places of worship were closed down. You know, and one thing I've learned the hard way amid lockdown is how much we, the church, need each other. Christian fellowship and the church are essential to our spiritual life and will always be, regardless of what any world government says. I think for the simple fact that even in that passage in Hebrews, it mentions it so that we can encourage one another. If we're on lockdown and we're isolated, we can hardly do that. It's different. Like fellowshipping online is so different from doing it in person where you see people and you interact with people and you're just encouraged that, you know, you're not running this Christian race alone. That strengthens you. It edifies you. You're blessed by that. You know, our faith journey cannot survive alone. We literally thrive in community and not isolation. So prayerfully seek out a sound local church to be a member of if you currently don't have a church home. I really encourage you to do that. And last but not least, rest. I know it goes without saying that life in the UK is very busy and fast paced. And it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle that comes with living in this society. But every once in a while, we need to be well rested. That means to literally seize work or movement in order to relax or recover strength. A lot of the times we talk about having a work-life balance, but it's one of those things that's definitely easier said than done, especially here in the UK. But when you are burnt out or you feel lethargic, it's a clear sign that you need to rest. And the reason why I highlighted how life in the UK works is because over here, we are conditioned to be in grind mode always and never take any days off. Yet, stress and anxiety are two of the biggest silent killers here in the UK. But like I always say, as Christians, we take our cue from God, Christ and the Bible and not society. And God in the Bible teaches us how to strike this work-life balance that we all talk about. Because according to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, he worked for six days and on the seventh day, he rested. Better yet, Jesus in the New Testament even left us with an open invitation for all those who labour and are heavy laden to come to him and he will give us rest. Guys, rest is part of our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Did you know that? But aside from that, some of the health benefits of resting and relaxing are it reduces stress and anxiety. How ironic, right? It improves your mood and immune health and it decreases blood pressure. So saints, let's follow in God's footsteps 
and prioritize getting adequate rest. Whatever that looks like for you, it's neither here or there. If it's going for walks, if that relaxes you, do it. Reading a book, watching a movie, painting, drawing, etc. Whatever you do, invest in rest. I think all in all, guys, you know, in the midst of my struggle with spiritual lethargy, I'm so grateful to God for his comfort and his grace and mercy towards me. I'm so grateful that he loves and cares for me enough to reveal to me that the reason why I even got to this stage was because I had neglected spending time alone with him for so long. Not only that, but he also showed me how to correct this by helping me now prioritize when to spend one-on-one time with him, as well as investing in rest, because those are the two main things I was lacking. And I'm not sharing all this to say I've arrived and no longer struggling with this. No, it's a daily striving. And God is still walking me through it. However, I'm not where I was at the start of 2021. And for that, I'm so grateful to God for how far he's brought me. And with that being said, I would like to end today's session with a prayer. So wherever you are, you know, close your eyes, bow your head, you know, assume whatever position that's comfortable for you to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. You are good. You are kind. You are love. And you are the God of all flesh. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for making a relationship with God a reality in our life. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads and guides us in all truth. Thank you, precious Spirit, for your work of sanctification in our life. Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice who may be struggling with feeling weary and burnt out and spiritually lethargic. And I ask that you will strengthen us by your spirit in our inner man and you will give us rest even over the holiday period. I pray that you will renew our strength and you continue to meet us at the point of our needs. I pray for those who resonate with anything that has been shared in today's episode that you will show them where and how to make amends and get back to that place of intimacy with you. I pray and ask that you will continue to increase the desire for us to spend alone time with you and you will give us the power and the grace to do it. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again on today's episode. Until next time, peace and blessings.